And get on we with it, are live. That's live for us, anyways. And you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. What up, Kansas City? Hope you're having a tremendous time. We're about to do this. It's the KC Social Hour. I've been really appreciating country music, particularly outlaw style music, and there is a tremendous soundtrack to the movie Hell or High Water, which features this song from Chris Stapleton, Outlaw State of Mind. So yeah, I've been enjoying that style of music. Also like a lot of the weird new hip-hop that's coming out with these young kids. Been listening to a lot of their shit. I'm obsessed with following Takashi69 on Instagram. If you're not following Takashi69 on Instagram, you're not doing it right. The other style of music I like is Mexican Corridos, which is very similar to Outlaw Country, but in Spanish. And I digress. This episode is my man Grant Wayner opening up his new brewery, City Barrel, and he gives us a preview. It's going to be a while before they open, but he gives us the skinny on what is going on. Charlie Coburn, we're there in the warehouse at Shelton Brothers. Shelton Brothers on the shelves right now in KC Mo. Go check out the plethora of beautiful beers that they have. And if you listen to this podcast, you'll get the inside scoop on his picks for some great drinking. If you want to pick up the Shelton Brothers line of brews that they have distributed in KC Mo. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this intro, but I did want to mention that I love bourbon. And in fact, I'm going to have a bourbon episode soon where we cover a lot of cool shit about bourbon and we'll do some drinking and make some picks for you guys. And you guys could uh, go out and try some of the shit that we try. But um, there's a documentary out called Neat, the story of bourbon, has a guy on there, Freddie Johnson, who just tells some tremendous stories. And there's a recurring theme to this podcast, and it's not beer, although beer is a big part of it. It's how we started. It's how we're going to keep going. But things evolve. Things change. We're we're never going to get away from beer. You know, it's always going to underline what we do around here, but we do other stuff. But the other underlying theme, I think more so, it's this idea that we're here for a very finite, short amount of times, particularly in the grand scheme of things. And I've shared earlier on the podcast where I've had a near-death experience and how everything changed after that. And the real reason why is that it was a very explicit view of how delicate, fragile, and quickly this can all be taken away. And I'm not being morbid about it. To the contrary, I hope you're somewhere right now and you're in the midst of making a big decision. And I'm just letting you know that go ahead and do it, man. If you feel it in your heart, you feel it in your gut, get after it. Like Grant is getting after it to open City Barrel. Like Charlie Coburn got after it to make a career change and start working for Shelton Brothers. I want you guys to do that as well. Whatever it is, get after it. And so on this bourbon documentary, there's a great story along those lines that fits this podcast perfectly. So I'm going to play that for you guys. And then right after that, we're going to get into the podcast and I will catch you on the flip side. I'm out. When dad rolled out the six millionth barrel, uh, Julian uh, Van Winkle gave me uh, as a gift to my dad this bottle of 20-year-old Pappy. So I take the bottle and I open it up and 
I pour a little bit in his glass, pour a little bit in my brother's glass, pour some in my glass, and I go to put the stopper back in the bottle. And he looks at me, and he gives me this weird look, and he says, What on earth are you doing? I said, Dad, I don't understand. I said, This is a really, really good bottle of bourbon. I said, It's really being sought after. He said, I'm aware of that. He, I said, I said, so what I'm thinking is I'm just saving it so that we can do some more toast later on. He says, never, ever do that with friends and family. There will always be more old barrels of bourbon being made. He says, look at me and look at your brother. He says, we're the fragile part of this whole thing. He said, so never, ever save old bottles of bourbon. Okay. They're meant to be enjoyed with friends and family at the moment. It was the first time that my father and my brother and I had spent three hours together, just us, talking, laughing, uh, discussing things that we had done that we didn't think he knew we had done. And then we started telling him about things that he had done that he didn't know that we knew he had done. We had the best time. We finished the bottle. Nine months later, they were both gone. It's not about the whiskey. It's about the lives you touch and the people you meet. And the whiskey is a byproduct of a good relationship. You're already an old school pro at this shit, man. So we are live at an undisclosed location uh, because Charlie doesn't want people bugging his ass and shit. So don't bug Charlie, man. Please I'm with, don't uh, bug who, me. Who am I with, man? I'm here with, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves, man. Charlie Coburn. Charlie Coburn, the man, the myth, the legend. So no, he's, uh, we're over here in uh, the warehouse for Shouting Brothers in Kansas City. And I'm also here with my man, Grant Wayner. What's up? What's up, Grant, man? How's it going, bro? Yo, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no. I'm, and I, it's, uh, you know, Corey was supposed to be on, so obviously Corey doesn't come to Harley shit, but I thought for <laughs> sure he'd be at this one, man. Yeah, you would think. The warehouse at Shelton Brothers talking to Grant. You know Grant's going to bring some cool shit. And so, no, but he, Corey just, like, wussed out on me, man, so... We're here, uh, and immediately, I feel I have like an inferiority complex because these two guys know way more than I do about all the fucking awesome beers that we're surrounded by. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, what's this one? And they're giving me the rundown of most of the stuff. In fact, like, you want to talk about what we're drinking right now, man? Oh uh, yeah, we got some, uh, some American Solera. We're doing the uh, the Odefooter Ale. Uh, American Solera is Chase from Prairie. He sold Prairie, and this is his new brewery. Mostly focusing on uh, farmhouse, uh, sour beers, a lot of oak aging and stuff like that. So it's pretty small production, but uh, we've got it here. So we get a little bit here and there. It kind of trickles out. But, yeah, there's some out there. There should be out there on the shelves. So, you know, hit it up. Try it. It's delicious. Right on, man. And what do you think about it, Grant? You, you're you're familiar with most of these beers that we're having right now. Yeah, right? I do, I've been tracking American Solaris since before you opened, before they opened that concept. And, and uh, yeah, man, this stuff is really good. And I hadn't had this beer yet, and thanks for sharing because it's, it's really nice, man. You get some of the oak. It's They're fooders, so, you know, a lot less uh, oak contact, but you can definitely get some oak. I'm getting, like... You know, the, the remnants of, like, maybe aged hops and it just really balanced level of acidity, and it's just nice beer, man. And uh, Grant, he, he, he's, a, kind of, he's a subject matter expert on sour beers, and we'll be talking a little bit more about the shit that he's got going on. And he, we've had him on previous podcasts where he talks about that kind of stuff, and maybe we could get into more of the details of some of that. And he also brought some of his beers that... I was super excited to see the packaging on, man, the City Barrel shit that he has going on. Really cool. He's got some cans. He's got a couple of bottles, so it's exciting. I wanted to touch base with uh, Charlie first and ask him to give us the rundown, the spiel. His, I'm sure he's never given the Shelton Brothers spiel before, have you? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, no, you really haven't? I thought you just got to do that shit all the time. See, I have a – my – 
thoughts on what you guys do and i always i thought you had to have like a like a shelton brothers elevator speech or something man you don't have that shit can you mean like if i was like working for a brewery no i mean it's you know i'll talk to people i guess i don't know how that shit runs goes down man it depends i mean you know there's people out there that know what's you know know about it you know and i don't have to tell them anything they know the beers and they're just yeah give me that whatever but then there's uh you know there's quite a few people out there that don't know you know uh, about a lot of the brewers we have and stuff and just like where it all began um which actually it started with them um falling in love with sour beer in europe and they just wanted to import cantillon they really just wanted to do it to drink for themselves which i totally <laughs> totally understand we can, we can all relate to that. yes yes <laughs> That's awesome but you know i think uh so eventually you know they just wanted to do more so they just started just you know importing stuff and uh basically and what i'm doing here is um i'm like a I'm a distributor, you know, and they have, it's a different kind of under different LLC and stuff. So we're Shelton brothers importing. Then they have a few different, uh, distributorships around the country where we'll get stuff directly from them. But then there's other cities or uh, states that'll get beer. They'll also just carry the portfolio. Then they'll have other stuff, but I'm solely just Shelton brothers. You know what? And so a lot of times we'll be talking to, um, a brewer directly. Like we'll, we'll be talking, um, to uh, crane and they'll they'll be talking about all the shit that they got going on as a brewer or or we'll be talking to a rep like grant about a comp a brewery that he represents a, as a as a rep for Tallgrass. the thing that's different about what we're doing right now is that I, and you know what it's weird that i've never talked to the distributor side of it and it's kind of like apparent to me right now that i'm talking about like that. so we're talking to charlie coburn who's you know, basically running a distributorship of different brewery that represents a portfolio of different breweries, which is weird, man. Cause like, we know all those guys, we never really talked to them from that, uh, point of view. And we've, Charlie's been on where he was a rep for, uh, ballast point initially. Like, how long ago was that, man? It's, so we it's did been, that. No. Yeah. I or, mean, probably like two, two and a half years in, You've been at this job now for how long? Seven months. Right on, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a totally different um, perspective, you know, and, and it's cool to see, you know, and he talked a little bit of earlier about um, his transition from, you know, seeing it from the retail side, then the rep side, and now the distributor side, man. So could you talk a little bit about how those three things work or how you've developed in those areas, man? Well, actually, yeah, I started, um, in management at some, uh, at a liquor store. Um, and kind of just did that for, you know, quite a few years, went to a couple different ones. And then I worked for a distributor, uh, selling beer on the Kansas side. Uh, and went from that to working for a supplier, which is ballast point. And now I've kind of come back to the distributor and it's really just kind of culmination of all that stuff in one. So it was really pretty easy transition for me. There wasn't, you know, I didn't know how to deal with stuff, and I really, I'm really enjoying it. So got a lot of good fun beers to play with too. <laughs> yeah, man, it's fucking awesome. Because uh, so for you guys, you know, um, you chose to be so. I guess, and I'm I'm going to speak for you guys a little bit right now. So like, you guys were fascinated by beer, or, or you like like beer a lot and so you decided to go into this this industry right so um but then i've seen you guys grow in that and so it's kind of cool because a lot of people um the job finds them you guys went and found the job and I, it's kind of a common theme within beer you know what i mean so you could you talk to me a little bit about you know what your thoughts were when you decided to go into this industry and both of you guys i can start with you since i'm already asking you all this shit but why you yeah. decided this is a career, man? Yeah, Charlie's pointing at me, so I'll, I'll go. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's Grant. <laughs> I'll, I'll go after. You. Just go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Beer found me. I was uh, I was in college. I was working at um, a gas station, and um, we were instructed by uh, the manager to hook up. You know, really any vendor or um, and then like uh, police officers or or like uh, you know firemen or or. Um, uh, nurses even like hook them up with like let them have fountain drinks for free and stuff like that it's just you know things that you can hook them up with hook just hook them up so anyway um one of my favorite vendors that always appreciated getting a free soda or whatever was the budweiser distributor guy and um within a few months he was after you know bsing with me he just he was like dude you gotta 
Uh, we have an opening. You should come work for us. You know, it might be a, an hourly bump in pay, but you'll be around beer, and that's like seems like that's up your alley. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, beer kind of found me in that way. But then once I got in, I started. I had to, you know. So I finished up my degree. I went and got an accounting job. I was terrible at it. I was having trouble kind of finding my way in that regard. And I decided I got I to gotta go back to what I like and what I know, and that was beer. So Crap. I actually had to push the reset button on my career. I moved to Kansas City and had to take an overnight job at a bud distributor here in KC, loading trucks overnight, uh, mopping the floors, cleaning the toilets, low hourly wage job for a guy just within a year out of college. But I knew I wanted to be near beer, and I, I figured I could – you know, wind my way through and find a career in it. And ultimately I have, I mean, I was able to move up pretty quickly into like delivery driving and sales and then get in the office and do the, uh, the inventory management and the ordering for, you know, and, um, and, and, you know, when the tall grass job came along, I was, I was in the know. And, um, so I've been doing that for the last three years, pushing three and a half years. So you were ready for that opportunity yeah, when absolutely. it came up. But yeah, so I knew I wanted to be near beer and I got near beer and then, had to kind of find a find a make a career out of it. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I started off. I was I was in banking and I hated it. It was just not for me. <laughs> um, just like you know, retail banking, new accounts, all that stuff. And uh, my brother was actually a manager at a liquor store, and he was leaving. Um, so you know, the person under him got bumped up, and he was like, "Hey, you know, go do this. You know, go be the system manager there." Um, and so I did that, you know, and I was trying to learn all the products, you know, the wine, the, the spirits and the beer. And I was like, well, we've got some world-class beers here and they're way cheaper. So I'm just going to kind of stick around and learn these. Uh, that's really just what started the path. Um, got into home brewing, um, you know, did that, uh, eventually moved on to, uh, working for a distributor, standard beverage in Kansas side. Um, just kept doing kept up with that, uh, Got a the certified Cicerone, did that test, went through all that stuff, um, and then yeah, got on, got on with Ballast Point and just came back, came to this. So I'm just kind of going all around, um, and this is I think you know I kept go, kind of going up and up, and seems like what else you know what else is next? You know what else could I be? And at times I couldn't think about it. You know I was with Ballast Point, then by luck I ran into uh, Mark, who's the uh, the other the guy in St. Louis, and he was like, hey, we're opening a warehouse here, you know. So I talked to him, and here I am. You know, I was like, and this is great. You know, I've got these kind of beers that I when I was when I would homebrew, like there weren't very, very many like sour beers available. So, and that's what I would brew. And yeah. uh, now I've got a, a warehouse full. It's <laughs> so awesome. It's like all this stuff I deal with. You know, <laughs> so I'm staring. I'm looking at uh, Phantom. You know, Phantom stays on that. Their yeast. That's what I would when I would homebrew. I would culture that yeast and use that's that. Awesome, that was yeah. just my favorite. Yeah. So I'm just at a pretty good spot right now myself and my career that's fucking awesome man yeah. and so um what is it that you know you can go in so you, man so it blows my mind i didn't realize that you were an accountant grant that's crazy man <laughs> it's, it's cool. i did internal auditing for a huge steel manufacturer wow bro yeah. that's so wild super man. corporate man had to wear a tie flag. super yeah. fascinating yeah oh it's horrible <laughs> it was the only time in my life when i felt like i couldn't make friends like i could not relate to those around me and i just had yeah. to get out you try to talk like about the, accounting to people yeah it was just <laughs> you know culture. like yeah the culture you know they they say um and i'm sorry to anybody listening if you're an accountant you're awesome i we we love you there's no accountants <laughs> listening <right now. laughs> but, we need accountants though. But I mean, we do, the world thing. needs accountants but yeah, um, you know i just the, the the stereotype for a reason i think and and it was just it was tough i'm so outgoing and the people that find themselves doing, uh, you know, high-level corporate accounting um, are typically very introverted. you got to be immersed in their work. Yeah. And they're – yeah. Well, you're just very technical person and personality. And, and so I was just I, – I had a tough time. It was also – I had to move to um, uh, Joplin, Missouri, which uh, – Joplin's a cool town, but the town's on the edge of town and – the, 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 the business was on the edge of town. Yeah. It just, yeah, it was just tough to meet new people from being out of town yeah. and stuff. It was just I was a fish out of water. Yeah, man, for sure. And when, that's why it blows my mind when you mentioned it, man, because, yeah, your personality, you know, I just like I wouldn't, you know, go to account. <laughs> I, I chose a de- finance degree for my undergrad because I wanted to make good money. I thought, yeah. well, if we're going to go to college, let's learn a skill that's going to take you somewhere. And instead, I should have been learning about things I was interested in. You know. passionate about yeah that's yeah. a great fucking point and 
you know, um, you know, if you if you're passionate about something and you know you could take it as far as you want, you know what I mean? It, um, because on the surface of it, when I started doing this podcast, I thought, well, you know, how much shit can you talk about? And you know, I said I was going to do a beer podcast, but which it's kind of morphed and added other shit like we've added but you know the common reoccurring theme is always beer it's but big, i think culture you know yeah, it's a lot of different a lot of different avenues that's crazy you could go all kinds of different directions you mean you like, can't cover everything about beer in one hour on one day fuck but some people would think you could right i mean yeah. if you just ask like the average person that yeah, yeah. no nah, man it's it's political uh, it's um you know technical it's yeah. engineering it's you know, distribution, that's mm -hmm. all, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of different shit, man. So, yeah, you could take it as far as you want and, like, you, you know, started off on this path and now you're going to be doing your own shit, which I guess we could get into that here in just a bit. But yeah, I still have more questions for what's going on at Shelton. Yeah, man. But it's exciting, though, because <laughs> like Grant has some <laughs> well, cool no, shit I, going on. I, I'm interested, Ruben, if I could drive for a second. Like, yeah, go ahead, what, um so you said seven months or so. Were, um, open, what was it like being a part of opening up a new distributor? Um, it, obviously, the, Shelton, for everybody out there, Shelton Brothers was already distributing in town, so already had those relationships with the key account or the retail liquor stores and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, but, like, you know, what was it like actually being able to bring product into a warehouse and have more to, to distribute and, and more to do and, and actually bring, you know, I don't know. Maybe you could speak to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, well, it first started, um, they, everything was coming out of the warehouse in St. Louis. So they were getting, like, a delivery, you know, in town once every two weeks. So, you know, the driver would come out here with his van just packed and would just, you know, throughout the day go out to, you know, as many counts as he could. You know, I couldn't imagine how long those days were. Um, but, yeah, so we got this going. Basically, you know, I got – uh, a decent amount of inventory from their warehouse. Okay. Uh, then I got some, you know, orders from Prairie and Crooked Stave here, and and also, you know, being had having been with that that supplier before, I had all these relationships already, so I knew everybody. You know, whether or not they knew the beers here, because there's just a lot of people that still don't. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of you know the the hurdle is you know educating people about you know products we have. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was pretty good. It was great. People were excited that they could just order. I mean, people would order, and sometimes we give them the the beer that day, you know. And they were just like, they're like, oh, you're like better than Amazon, kind of thing, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it's you know, it isn't always going to be sustainable. I mean, that doesn't really happen so much anymore. But you know, people can they can order stuff and they get it, you know, next day. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's great. People are really appreciative about it. You know, they just. And they, you know, there would be sometimes too. I mean, you know, and I, I couldn't imagine. You know, in St. Louis, it'd be hard sometimes that, uh, you know, people. It's hard to. It'd be hard to keep up with that many accounts. You know, sometimes you can. You know, people felt like maybe they miss out on something. But now I've got it here, and you know, I I'll deal with them. I talk with them, and I mean, it's good. People people really like it, and it's just it's it's been snowballing since. That's cool. I, I want to impress on on uh, anybody listening that. Uh, what they're doing here at Shelton, Shelton Brothers as a distributor is very niche and very um, – they just carry some of the most artisanal stuff. Um, and that, you know, finds its way into very niche environments and that sort of thing. So it's so it's really neat. I mean, that's why Reuven wanted to do it here is because I, as I look around the room, I mean, Crooked Stave, Grimm, um, Brewery and Brewery to Rue – um what else i mean this this is just awesome all the the beer that we're surrounded by they do they uh Shelton Brothers distributes um Dre Fontaine and uh and also Cantillon and that's just that's that's some of the the beer that gets the geeks just and people my, myself included just super excited and, and yeah uh, you're part of that this, geek this thing. is celery this is like this whole room is just a perfect seller like <laughs> You're right. So, it, and, it, and it, it's he speaks to you know the agility that they have to just get shit out there. You know, they have one uh, Mercedes vehicle, and you need to you need to put, a, you need to put sprinter a sprinter van. You need to put a wrap on that, bro. And no, 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 no. We don't want people chasing want that thing around. Yeah. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. tell me about actually, this. Okay, tell when, me about this. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell people. A lot of people I 
started this job. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, you don't want everybody like, hitting you up. So I didn't make it public. So yeah, yeah this uh, you know people, now it is though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, well, yeah. Way to way to go, man. Sean Brothers is here. They have a warehouse. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, but no, I'll this, be selling this, that information. This is a huge statement up. that you're that you're here and that this uh, warehouse exists and that your job exists. Um, it's a huge statement that good niche. Um, crazy beers are on the scene and that they are selling at this, that this business is growing up and getting more robust. So what's the ch- truck chaser shit? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> well, like if people knew that the truck was, and maybe they heard that Canton was coming out or something. Mm-hmm. People would chase that truck around from stop to stop from store to store oh, just and try to buy as much as they can. Kind of yeah. just like cherry picking, you know, the way to really oh. do it is, you know, you, Go to go to your local store and support them, and you know yeah. they'll they'll help you out. They'll they'll get you the good mm-hmm. stuff, and you just keep supporting. Supposed yeah, to like urban, running you know, around yeah, town, and you go exactly to the store, and like they never urban. see you again. Mm-hmm. You know the stores don't like that. Yeah, stores know? don't like that, and it's it makes it tough on the distributor who has to make the decision on on allocations of very tightly allocated product that everybody's going to want. Every you know um, liquor stores want they can pride themselves if they're able to get some some of this rare beer or, or whatever. Um, cause this happens in spirits and wine as well, but, um, if they're able to get it, then they, they feel like they're adding a value to their consumers. And if, you know, so you, they want to sell it to their regulars. So that's my thing is uh, my advice to anybody who wants this kind of stuff and, um, make friends with the manager, the ordering manager at the, at, at your favorite liquor store, make sure it's a liquor store that's, um, has a wide enough variety, uh, to actually carry some, some deeper, you know, book stuff. And uh, and just be cool about it, you know. If you um, you know, if you're if you if your wife drinks you know vodka or something, you know, on her, you know, mixes stuff, mixed drinks, get your vodka at that store. Go to that store, be seen, talk to them about how you get excited about selling this beer or how you found this that out of market beer. Because chances are that beer buyer is just as into it as as you are, mm-hmm. and. Um, Bribes, yeah. hand jobs. <laughs> but ultimately, yeah, if you're a good customer there, they're going to want to You know, so that's all I'm saying is just be, I'll just be cool and and be, <laughs> be just be cool. Don't you know? Don't be a dick. It always helps too. The more beer that I get out there, the more allocations I get to send out. Yeah. So, nice. buy the beers as well. <laughs> so buy it. Yeah, yeah. buy more Schilt Brothers, <laughs> okay. and there'll be nice. more fun stuff. Nice. I mean, that's awesome. So, <laughs> talk a little bit about. Some of the um, brands that you represent and, and like, you know, some quick description of of what people can look for in those specific brands that you think might, you know, that people are kind of sleeping on that you feel should be more popular that, that, you know, just aren't right now. Then maybe people could get some ideas of some good shit to go out and get that they could get right now. Um, Well, obviously, one of our biggest ones is Prairie. So a lot of people know that Um, it's probably not really, you know. Not to downplay them at all, but, you know, I can talk about some other ones. Like uh, Kirk and Stave, I think, is more on the verge of blowing up. Uh, the pricing is becoming more aggressive. Um, we're about to be getting some of their Petite Sour Rosé and six-pack cans. Uh, it's a sour beer to age with raspberry and blueberry skins. I, I foresee that just killing it. Um, so they're, all their beers are solid. It's all just like sour, barrel-aged beers, and they're shelf lives. A lot of the beers we have, it's, you know, with wild yeast and stuff, the beer is can age for a long time. Um, got Grimm uh, Brewing out of sort of New York. It's a, it's a husband and wife team. The, a lot of their beers are just killing it. Some of their, their apricot pop, or their different pop series. Um, they're just, you know, kind of some tart beers. They put some uh, yeah, vanilla and lactose in them, and they're just all these different versions. They're just killer. Uh, Phantom, like I talked about, uh, he's like one of the classic Saison brewers. It's like a one-man brewery out of Belgium. Uh, I've got Mickler. He's... Uh, it's a pretty pretty popular, famous one. Um, he uh, you know, it's a gypsy brewer. And he's got several breweries across the planet. Where he's just making a bunch of different different crazy stuff. And, yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know, we've got some German stuff too, like uh, Monschoff and uh, the Monschoff Schwarzbier, which is you know one of the original Schwarzbiers. You know, there's stuff like that. Sometimes gets overlooked. Um, you know, because you know people want the little crazy, you know, sour beers and all that. But we've got some quality German stuff, as, as well as some other uh, Belgian saisons, like uh, Blagis. They, like We have a collaboration they did with uh, Le Vermontois. They did a collaboration with Hill Farmstead Brewery out of Vermont, which is, you know, one of the best breweries on the planet. And a lot of, I mean, that's one, too. You know, a lot of people don't know about that. 
uh, Duranka, you know, um, gosh, I mean, there's just so many of them. You know, American Slayer, like I was talking about earlier, uh, Tool, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. They were kind of uh, um, an offshoot. Some uh, There were students of uh, Mickler. We've got some killer, we've got some sour, dry hot beers from them, cans. Um, you know, the brewery, like, you know, Grant was talking about, Anchorage, Jolly Pumpkin. I mean, oh, yeah, the list Jolly goes Pumpkin, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If I could, if I could give one of, you know, uh, Ruben asked for some sleepers, like one of my favorite beers um, that I would recommend for sure if you're into sours or want to get into it is uh, Brewery Taru, and they make a, a bunch, a big selection, really well-priced. But my favorite is... Um, uh, ruse, and that's a that's a play on the word goose, but it's a they, it's a three year blend of their golden barrel aged sour beers, and it's it's incredible. It's always it's so good that when I drink it, I have to like look at it like intently, and I'm like trying to unlock the code of why <laughs> why is that so good? You know what it's is that? Awesome. What is in there? You know and yeah, and, uh, yeah. So that's and that's something you can find. I mean, the brewery Taru is is out there. Same with. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say the Crooked Stave stuff. The you know their whole line, bottles and they're they're canning now, which is so cool. Yeah, you talked a little bit about that. How huh? some of the ones that are they're getting canned. So what what is the the process for choosing some of these beers? Do you are you do you know that? Like, why is it that uh, you have such a unique array of of uh, specific styles, man? Well, you're talking about like ones. Why do they pick to can certain ones? I mean, it's obviously, obviously no, not the canning, but just. You know, like how, do you, anything on like Shelton Brothers' uh, selection process of getting, you know, to distribute certain styles over others. Is there something that you get that they're looking for? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's really you know we kind of want you know start off like I said you know they did uh, Canteon that's what they first brought in is kind of trying to keep you know smaller breweries small just art artisanal production you know smaller breweries. Um, you know, we've got a lot of farmhouse stuff uh, in. Yeah, I mean, we don't have any. We don't have any brewery that's like super big, you know. Even like nothing that's as big as like you know Boulevard, uh, really. Um, but yeah, it's you know this we've got a certain niche. We don't like farmhouse, just artisanal, artisanal beers, you know. And they're you know they're kind of they're kind of picky with stuff, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily the one that gets to pick anything, but that's kind of no, what I yeah. See. I was just curious is, if you know? like, yeah, have yeah. you knew any, had any insight on how some of these beers are getting selected, man. So, uh, what are some of your favorite beers that you, that you're drinking right now that you like to go to? Like, I know people like to skip around and get different shit, but is there any go-tos that you have that you get on a consistent basis? Yeah. I like, I like the grim, grim stuff a lot. Those pops, um, those are just solid. You know, I mean, I, I like I like the funky stuff too. I mean, that's like I was saying with Phantom. That was always you know I would use that yeast when I would homebrew, uh, grow that stuff, and I don't know, man. But yeah, Grim and the Tool. I think those are the kind of two breweries that I really slept on before I started this job. Um, and I've had them. It's like yeah, these are there's some good stuff. This you know, I'm kind of think of it as like the fourth wave of craft brewing. You know, so those are definitely uh, the first things that come to mind. You you talked about you like some grim shit too, huh, Grant? Yeah, that that pop series is way cool, man. So what? So I equate it to um, if you're into the New England style, um, not just the New England IPA, but the the milkshake style. Mm-hmm. So what they've done, and and I don't I don't know who to credit for that. I don't, you know I, I'm, I, but um, Grim is doing uh, which a lot a lot of cool breweries uh, that don't distribute like this is happening like in breweries that aren't big enough to distribute yet. I'm seeing a lot of, and that's where you take a kettle sour beer and then you hit it with the lacto, uh, the lact, the, the lactobacillus to kettle sour, but then the lactose, the milk sugar to sweeten it up, vanilla, you know, and, and vanilla beans to make it like more of that. And then you hit it with a fruit or, you know, yes. um, uh, a citrus peel, you know, so like, um, talk about like central standard down in Wichita is doing, um, uh, what do they call it? Drop top caddy. It's yeah. like an orange dreamsicle, man. It's yeah. awesome, man. And and so when I saw that the Grim that Grim had this whole series that they're calling pop, and I had the other day raspberry cherry or cherry raspberry pop, and it was exactly as advertised, man. It's it's good. It's cool, and it's you know um, it's something we're seeing over at BKS. Uh, Brian Rooney's making um, uh, Vacation Island series, yeah. very similar. So kettle soured, and then you know it's some, I'm, I'm not saying he always puts lactose and vanilla in there, but. Um, I that seems to be the combo of the lactose and, with and the vanilla. Pine, and then he's doing like pineapple and 
you know, coconut. Yeah. Yeah, we brewed a saison with him a couple of weeks really? ago. Really? Yeah. Nice. Oh, I wanted my team, you know, because it's, it's me, a uh, sales rep and driver. I wanted them to try to teach them more, you know, more about beer and, like, the process. I mean, my uh, sales rep, she knew a pretty good amount. She was a uh, bartender at Saucer and, you know, learned a lot there. I mean, this was years ago, and she's kind of been around through all that. But, yeah, we went there and uh, did a batch of uh, saison with him so they could see, you know, from the beginnings. You That's know. really cool, man. Yeah, I was, I was very grateful. I'm very grateful that he let us go in there with him. But he probably liked it, too. A lot he's of free, really la- free labor. I, yeah, free labor. <laughs> I, I can tell you, he's, he seems up the like, uh, you know, I mean, it's just him in there. I mean, he's toiling. Yeah. So. yeah. But, you know, he's got it down, too, where he can just, he does. You know, yeah, he's got get yeah, through it. Yeah, he's got his shit figured out. That's fucking cool, man. And I, I had a brewery you had, a, like, a, like a peach vanilla lactose sour or something. Ooh. I forgot what that one was. But the, the brewery? Remember, yeah. It was so, and somebody had it. Um, oh, it was like a well, there's that Guava Libre. Is that what you're thinking about? No, it wasn't Guava, but it was something that uh, Liberty had brought by. It was like a brewery release. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I was like, I wouldn't really get any of that here. <laughs> no, and it, it, it was, uh, yeah, because it had like a specific. That's tag some, on it or something. That's some beer trader shit. That's it was yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, and that's when I first like started thinking. Probably like, like you think they'll use like the Frederick H base for that, Sours or maybe with the. Um, you know, if I if I could talk, so my homebrew club, uh, Casey Beermeisters, um, we had not this mo- two years ago. We we uh, we 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 had a, a sour. So every year the the club does a, a big competition. It's one of the biggest competitions in the region, um, and they. Um, it was they wanted to do a sour panel, like a discussion panel for because this this competition t- turns into a big banquet and there's you know an award ceremony and there's like a, and there's a discussion panel and they actually invited Brewery Teru out and darn it if I Jeremy maybe yeah Jeremy okay yeah so he's like the head uh, sellerman uh, the, the barrel the, uh, the in charge of oak aging um, he came out and s- sat on our panel with at, at Crane Brewing with the crane guys and it's badass. Um, it was super cool and what i took away from that was like what brewery taru calls a quick sour is fooder aged beer that's been aged for four months and that's like that is so awesome you know like uh the fruct series if you get um help me out charlie with uh, the different fruits that are in that series oh there's oh. Gosh, but well, I, I mean, had passion peach, fruit. We got guava coming. I was passion fruit. There's, yeah. there's several. And I mean, dude, the, the fruit levels are incredible, and the beer is nice and complex. But they, you know what I mean? They're they're, they're taking the time to, and the, 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 it's priced so low. It's I mean, it's like under ten dollars or yeah. something. For how long uh, it takes the real estate, yeah. takes, you know, in the brewery and all that. So yeah. I mean, what what a cool thing that they're doing. Yeah, they're coming for. Um, Boulevardia, I mean, one of the guys there, so we might get a, a vent or two. That'd be great. A, Jeremy's coming, so. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. It's fucking crazy how, like, uh, uh, popular some of these brewers are becoming shit like you could be you could be like a brewing rock star and shit yeah, yeah. totally yeah they're doing signing bottles i have signed bottles i have one signed from from grant and it's, no, it's, it's like that it's, was steve uh help me out cosmic, brewing. Or, what are you talking about a st- a second shift brewing oh yes you gave that me that no steve. but i was talking about one just oh, signed I saw, for you i signed a beer for you yeah dude well i shouldn't have why not? <laughs> <laughs> just, and we're actually bust your, Corey's not here to bust your balls, man. I know, right? I, this that's is my like goal. Oh, that's is my Corey a ball buster? He is. Dude. He, well, he tries. <laughs> he defends himself. He throws himself. shade, but it ain't like it. It's not biting. Yeah. <laughs> he he he. Uh, <laughs> he's forced to defend himself, is what I'll say. So because yeah. he gets so much shit from me that he that's, has to. That's, so that's what that. Yeah, is. it's that's just the, a defense mechanism. Yeah. That's, that's what I. Like, that's what I imagine. See, I'm doing it right now, and he's not even here, dude. It's not even fair. <laughs> oh, it's so fair. He deserves it. <laughs> That'll show him. That will Dude. show him. Oh, Damn you, Corey. I wish you were here. This, but then uh, again, I probably wouldn't be here. He's just so. helping his niece move. No, we have. We, 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 <laughs> right? Oh, is he really he's doing like, like from college things. or something? Yeah. yeah he's, he's being in, a good uh, guy. Some, some weird place. Where is he? Where is he? I forgot. Whatever. I said it was a Truman, Truman State. Yeah, he's at Truman State. Oh, that's cool, man. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got a smart niece if she's going to Oh, oh is it? Oh, is yeah. it a good school? Yeah, that's a great. Yeah. I just yeah. look yeah. like. It's got to help her out. Got to rely on her one day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> exactly. Don't put me in a home. 
And you would know, Grant, because you're like the smarter person. I don't know. I'm like, fuck, he's in the middle no, I had of butt somewhere. There. No, no, I had, I knew people that went to, I didn't get to go. I know people. I got to visit once or twice. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> no, so this is what a real campus looks like. Really? Whoa, yeah. that, that dude's studying. You got grass. <laughs> look at that. Oh, like, got, I'm taking you know, pictures like a tourist. Like, look, people actually study. There's a lawn. You probably didn't study because you didn't have to. Then, uh, right? no, man, well, no, I know. I was a drinker. Grant's one of the smartest dudes I know. <laughs> and he and he's uh he's got a little project going on, just a side thing. You know, it's not it's not it's little, not little it's not hustle. big on his <laughs> his radar right now. But yeah. no, he, he he's uh single handedly gonna take Kansas City Brewing to the next level. No, but you know when you and I I, I say that kidding, but honestly, you know um, Kansas City's been you know a little bit uh, St. Louis's little brother in in a lot of brewing respects right very very um um coming into their own a lot there's a lot of great beer that's brewed in kansas city i don't want to yeah. get that misconstrued yeah, no they had a head start though yeah uh, you know you yeah, got obviously you, got, you know we're, we're a population of two million people they're a population of four million and then they have anheuser-busch and they had the 2008 buyout and the shake up and dude that i mean and look at all the brewers that came not only from the bud plant um, in St. Louis, but also oh, yeah, that has also to have Goose Island, yes. um, you know, and and brewers that came from Fuck. Chicago down to, to St. Louis and vice versa, yeah. and so yeah, I mean, it's no, it's it, you know, it's it's no no wonder that the excellent brewing ha- you know happened as early as it did over there. Yeah, well, that's and that's a great point, you know, and I, and I'm not disparaging it. It doesn't ma- It doesn't mean anything to be still a, a developing. You know, well, yeah, and the argument is with that we that Ruben's talking about is we see online, you know, on Facebook a lot of times people complaining that oh, why can't I get whale beers? You know, is there any yeah. whale beers coming out of this town and all that? And it's just, it's, it's such a it turns into degrades into like people complaining and bitching yeah, and, fight, and then arguing shit. each other because you know because like you know everybody wants to also defend like dude, but I I love what's happening at Torn Label. Look at all the cool brew house one shit that's happening at you know. And, a lot, of it's, a lot of people want what they can't get to. Yeah, chasing, exactly. chasing the whales exactly. and stuff. I mean, dude, like, and that's, there's tons of good beer out on the shelves yes, out there. there. You know, go buy that stuff. Drink that. Well, enjoy that. Also, you know, that's a standard though. You know, people will say that um, Kansas City. You know, we had such a developed distribution market that Kansas City drinkers already knew what good IPAs taste like because Firestone Walker was here because. You're distributing here, and you mm-hmm. know what I mean, uh, and and others like that, and they can just hop over to St. Louis as well, and yeah. you know, try all of the so so when you innovative and shit. So for me, what's scary is you know when when you open a brewery in this town, um, the which Grant the is public doing. is holding you to that, like okay, well, I drink beer from the liquor store or from a bar that tastes like this, and yours better too, yeah, you know. And uh, but and then there's also wrestling. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's I know, yeah. That's that's definitely that's definitely something. When it, there's all, you're also wrestling with the fact that uh, you know it's something that that I think uh, Crane um, wrestles with as well is that uh, you know folks want like those crazy vice beers and all that yeah. like the nerds do. But then like the average consumer is like, what the fuck is right. this? You know so how mean? much? Yeah. So how much do you have to sell? You know, one and, or the other and if it's profit? a trend, how long is it going to last? You right. know, I mean. Right. Well, and always trends. we're yeah. surrounded by beers that were, you know, that uh, right now um, Charlie has trouble, you know, articulating to a general audience. You know what I mean? So there's that obstacle as well. So it's like the nerds are clamoring for more yeah. wild shit. And the public is like the general public that's drinking, you know, lagers yeah. and the occasional, you know, but craft deviation is, I mean, from but that it is permeating and it is, you know, coming up. Well, no, even, yeah, for even sure. you know, accounts, you know, they're more kind of craft dominant and whatever. Um, you know, I'll get stuff that, like, even the brewer, like breweries will hold back before they send it out, like, a year or two. And they'll have, like, you know, the date on it. Like, well, this is two years old. I can't sell this. It's like, it's it's fine. It's yeah. going to be good for yeah. a long time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet you do run into People look at yeah. it, like, can't. Like, no, can't, that's you know, on purpose. Because I always want, you know, <laughs> for, like, super fresh IPAs. Yeah, yeah, for IPA, you know, we want fresh. But we've got IPAs, too, that have bread in them. And the bread eats the oxygen. And, you know, it yeah. stops it from getting old and, uh, you know, getting those old IPA flavors. And people just, it's, you know, some people can't wrap their heads around them. So mm-hmm. that's kind of one of the big yeah. obstacles for me is just educating the market, you know. And it's 
one step at a time. It's going to take a while. And it's helped, too, that, you know, some of the uh, breweries like Crane and what you guys are going to be doing, yeah. Grant, uh, and even Boulevard, too, have become more experimental with stuff. So it's kind of opened the door for the stuff. You know, people see that it's okay, Yeah, you know, and it's just that becoming kind of a more shows, normal thing. Right. That's a great point. You know, that shows some of the writing on the wall that, you know, for a long time it seemed that, that – uh, Boulevard was against doing, you know, some of that. Not against it. They just weren't interested maybe in Maybe they weren't that. in a place to, yeah. you know, maybe they didn't have the equipment or the, just, well, yeah, you don't some know, beads. man. I mean, I, I I would equate a lot of what's happening right now to, um, oh, shoot, what's his name? Now I'm going to blank on his name. There's the, the guy <laughs> who's he, the head of their wood cellar um, is just, he's killing it, man. And yeah. he, he, came, he, he worked at, at Tallgrass uh, a long time ago for, for a time, so... We'll, we'll claim him. We'll claim. <laughs> so that was we basically want to claim our dude. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, man. And he's Grant, really... they, they get to claim you here pretty soon, too, man. Yeah, I guess so. When you start uh, making some. Yeah, so let's talk about some beers. Um, I just poured for you guys a. Um, it's a Brett. It's a. Um, so it's a beer that, that we're, we're going to be calling Happiness. It's, okay, a, awesome it's, a, it's a golden Brett beer. Um, don't take too much. I was about to open one of these. In fact, it oh, makes for bad radio, but drink, I was going to ask really which, fast. which one you wanted to drink next, and I'll tell you about those in a second. But this um, this one is in a can, and it's um, fucking awesome. I, I don't know if we'll be able to can this uh, when we get to commercial scale, but yeah, uh, we are pilot. We you know we we have a, a, a pilot system in place that is very is exactly mirrored to the system that uh, that the, our, our large fifteen barrel system that we will have. Uh, the beer, the beer that you're drinking is a it's a golden uh, Brett beer, um, also with uh, with a saison sack strain in there. Uh, creates a really nice, um, like you know, fruity but also barnyardy mix. Uh, I dry hopped it. Um, very you, approachable, man. When very. you drink it, very yeah. So it's it's not a sour beer, but it is a Brett beer. It's nice and dry. It's very tiny, slightly funky. I like it. Um, it's good shit. I I really I just lo- I love Brett fermentations because they just there's there's such a whole gamut, you know. You can use you can dry hop to or or, or use aged hops to coax out, you know, more um, barnyard stuff. Or if you want to go more pineapple, you can choose a Brett strain that does that. You can primary. We're, we're planning on exploring the whole space with that, you know, using um, uh, mixtures of Bretts to do primaries and, and stuff like that. So this is just one example. And so you know, that's great, man. I, I love the description of the beer, man, and that's so cool. Like the knowledge that you have as far as like. You know what you're doing with these beers. Can you give people a general? Oh, I guess we of, haven't done that. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. What, no, that's fine, man. Uh, yeah, just so like, okay, so so, so city, so city Barrel Brewing Company, um, C I T Y City Barrel, and uh, what we're what we're doing is um, it's it's myself, uh, uh, James Stutzman. What's up, James? Um, he uh, he was with uh, Casey um, Casey Beer Co. Uh, through their opening and, and beyond, and then. Um, Wow. He was also with uh, with Deschutes most recently, and and left them. He's now full time with City Barrel, trying to get it open. Um, we've named him me, me and the other partner Joe have named him as as um, you know the manager guy, and uh, you know the stuff we don't <laughs> want to do. He's the bo- he's the you know. So I, I don't know if his card says that. CEO on it. We have business cards, but uh, uh, and then I'm the uh, I'm head of, of production. I'll be over making sure the the beer gets made and tastes right. Um, and then, uh, we have a, we have a guy who does, uh, his name is Joe Giamanco and, uh, he's a great guy. Um, he, uh, used to own Pooch's Paradise is if you, uh, if you're from Waldo and, uh, you've got pets, you probably know who, uh, who he was, who he is. And, um, he brings the, just, he keeps us, uh, he, he makes sure that this business can be a business and can be viable and can keeps be, you grounded. And, yeah. Yeah. And so he's awesome. Um, and uh, so what we want to do with beers, we're going to be in the East Crossroads. Um, and uh, awesome. What we want to do with beers is we want to we want to get niche. I think it's time uh, for and we're just going to do we're not planning on distributing. We just we're just going to sell over our own counter at the bar. We will have um, a full kitchen. Um, we've uh, we've named an, an executive chef, but I don't want him to get fired from his current position. So I'm not going to put his name on here. No. Uh, he's good though. The dude Tell us after shit. this. This guy's food. This guy's food is crazy. That's fucking and, awesome. And um, he's, you know, he's got big aspirations, and I, I know he can achieve them. I love. And it. so that's that's really exciting. He 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 and I are pushing each other to be better and better and better at this. Dude, uh, that's going to be some epic he, pairings he of food and beer. To the idea that um, there is a now you have to apply, and there's a whole thing, but there's a uh, there's a a James Beard Award for excellence in brewing, and yep. he was wow. like, yo. 
yo, let's go. You know what I mean? Nice. So that's the kind of that's the kind You're of good. internal yes. you know dialogue that we're trying to have. And um, uh, whether we get there or not, you know, I, why not? Why not try? Why them? not? Why yeah. not dream? And then um, so so for the beers we want to make, we want to get very niche. It's it's time to get that way. We want to do IPAs. We want to explore uh, all the the dry hopping has has to offer, and and do that. And then we want to do um, wild sour mixed fermentation um kettle sour you know we, we want to get funky and and sour so with that said i brought uh, i have two beers we're going to open one right now do you want to try a barrel beer that has like it, it was a cabernet franc barrel uh mixed culture sour or do you want to try a um a golden blend of blend of beers that was blended to a fruit characteristic it tastes very apricot but there is no apricot let's do the blend first in the barrel okay cool yeah all right, I'm going to put my mic Dude, down. fucking Charlie didn't even ask me. He just, didn't he even just ask. took the yeah. fucking All right, why? Well, I, I, I like that it's, <laughs> it's a foregone conclusion that we will open both, though. Yeah. Like, that's all. You're going to try both. I'm just selling out. <laughs> I think we're going to go in this here. order. No, man, that's fucking awesome, man. I love it, the, the passion that, that I see oh. in, uh, in uh, Grant's eyes when he's talking about these beers. And I know that the City Barrel is going to bring it for a lot of consumers, you know, just tasting the... The Brett, the Golden Brett blend that he just had, you know, which is super approachable for, like, the average consumer is going to get that. And then, you know, the barrel-aged stuff and the sours. You know, I've had some of Grant's base sours, and even that, his base sour is just amazing. And he gets some mini baskets for these bottles. So it's going to make you talk over so it. just super pumped to see what he has going on. And, and uh, yeah, there, there, there's... They're like some kids in a candy store right now. They're just uh, – we're all kids in a candy store right now, man. That's that's how I like to live my life. Man. Okay, so this is um, this is a blend of two different uh, golden sour beers. We're, we intend to do – the majority of our um, wood cellar will be with uh, with golden um, golden long-age sour beers. Oh, we will also open with two fooders that are um, on order with Fooder Crafters uh, right now over in St. Louis. That's a cool company. Yeah. They are also providing us with our cool ship. And uh, we do intend to use that with some cool um, shit. Cool, yeah, cool, cool ship. ship. Cool ship. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, I thought you said so, cool ship. Uh, you know what that is? Yeah. Should we tell the audience in let's, case they let's don't see know? If, let's don't... see if Reuben knows what a cool yeah. ship is and what it does. All right. Okay. It's so, not cool the name ship. of your what car. Does it do? All right. Say it. Put it. <laughs> say it in a sentence. Yes. Say it in a sentence. Uh, <laughs> we filled the cool ship with wort. <laughs> We're hopeful to see what happens. Fuck, I, I didn't, man, I have no idea what the fuck it is. All right, lay, lay it, lay it, I've been talking too long. You lay it on us, Charlie. Uh, so, like, I'm a lot of Lambert producers, myself, will use, most Lambert producers will use it, and some other breweries will use it, too, but they don't always <clears throat> get, you know, intend to get the same um, things they do out of a Lambert brewery, but basically, you know, you, you brew the beer, you get to work, right, and you will age it in a giant tub. Uh, usually, you know, it's copper, because copper, you know, Keeps clean, you know. It's uh, an- mm-hmm. antibacterial or whatever. Yep. Um, and a lot of times you'll have it up where uh, you inoculate it with wild yeast that's in the air. It just you know you let it cool overnight. Wild yeast gets in it. Then you know labor producers they'll put it in barrels and it just starts fermenting, going crazy. It just basically it cools down and it collects the yeast that's in the ambient oh, air. Okay. You got it. So spontaneous, it's spontaneous fermentation. fermentation. Yeah, that's spontaneous that, fermentation. Yep, that allows you to do that. Okay. Some breweries do do it too, where they just kind of will let it sit. Uh, one I know in particular in Belgium was probably you know some really good uh, Didala, and they do that. Oh, I love Didala. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do but you yeah. distribute that? You get the no, that's be United. Oh, if, yeah, that'd be the one one brewer I'd like to, to yank out of them. Yeah, you know, let's go get it from them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like let's go right now. Yeah. Let's go drive over there. <laughs> yeah, let's drive to let's start there. Um, but yeah, they, they'll use that. And um, so why does it have the word cold in it then? Cool, because it's cooling down. It's cooling. It's a yeah uh, cool vessel. Ship. Ship you? I would it's, think it's, it's spelled K O E L. Oh, because the wort is already warm or hot when you put it in there. Yeah, yeah. It's like steaming hot. it's straight out. Absolutely steaming. It's. I mean, it's fogging up the windows wherever it's at, and you you want access to outside air. You just don't want deer coming in and drinking in it. Yeah, usually it's high up in the rafters. There's spider webs in They don't clean it because they want to keep the terroir of the brewery. You know, they don't want to touch it, mess with it. Okay, so that's what the all yeah. right, and so, so we we hope to you know we 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 are buying a cool ship. We will use it. We hope to have a spontaneous program. Um, you know, I've been researching it for a long time now, and I, 
pretty confident we're going to Yeah, that'll be cool. That off, so. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Looking forward to that. Is it is an um um there's nothing there's not a mechanism that's like cooling it faster than Air temperature. Air, no, what air. you do is okay. you, you create the vessel. Um, the vessel is a certain depth, and it's got a ton of surface area, so, so it's, it's, it's very shallow. With it's like a super shallow swimming pool for your beer. So you want a lot of air and stuff. Yeah. That, that's why I saw like when Cantillon had a new when they built out a new. They were like spraying beer on the walls and shit. Yeah, yeah they were spraying that, their yeah. beer to get all the wild yeast and yeah, stuff in there, which, creating like the terroir yeah, of the yeah, brewery. Yeah. Was that yeah. just a, was that a promotional thing? I, or no, I think no. They, I'm sure they were like Allagash. Allagash did that too. Yeah, they yeah, had a cool shit. They were like absolutely, you know, There's, spraying beer all yeah, over the place, breaking no, bottles all over and whatever. Yeah. Interesting, man. That's some yeah. cool shit. See, that's neat, man. And and so I guess um, part of that is so does location matter? Like, so does it matter? Like, what if you were on like on a peach orchard. So what is we're that more yeah. badass than being in Okay, a, it'll just be different. In a it'll be nuclear different. basement. You're, <laughs> you're right that you're right that wild um Saccharomyces, which is brewer's yeast, wild um Britannomyces, um which is the 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 funky Fucking wild awesome. uh yeast. Those do those um like to land and 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 sit on the skins of fruit, um on flower petals, on bark. Um, so yeah, it'll be different. You'll have different yeasts in in different regions. Uh but what we're finding um if you're interested in, in wild fermentations, go on Facebook and check out Milk the Funk, M-I-L-K, Milk the Funk. Um, it's, a, it's a group that's dedicated to all this stuff. But what, what they're finding, they're sci- people in there doing all kinds of scientific research and just brewing all over the world. And, and you can create spontaneous beer practically anywhere in the world that people – uh, that, that humans can live. There yeah, like yeast a, is everywhere. It's the most dominant organism. Yeah, it's in the air. Everywhere. It's all around us. It's yeah, If you want proof, just leave a beer out uh, for a week and on then try your to counter. Taste it. <laughs> no, you'll see. <laughs> It'll form a pellicle. Um, <laughs> or sometimes. No, yeah. so, that happens <laughs> yeah. quite a bit in the in the man cave, dude, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But um, so <laughs> How many glasses I, I saw there was like yeah. some effort to isolate, and they probably already have, right? Mm. Isolate specific yeast for yeah. specific flavors, yep. right? Yep. Is that pretty far developed or is that still kind of well, no that's that's perfect. that's what's been happening in brewing culture since the dawn of oh so it's not, history. A, that's not so what the fuck but to isolate it though like they didn't know what it was till louis no, pasteur came out that's true but yeah that's true so it, it kind of goes back then but yeah before then they didn't know what it was uh, it was always know, in the white, air white you labs know? Uh, the uh one of the bigger yeast suppliers um just just finished a, a whole genetic uh genome mapping project and and one of the Maybe findings that's what it was one yeah. of the findings that they 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 figured out was that and i'm going to get the numbers wrong here um but yeast is the most domesticated um organism on the planet like more so than dogs and uh we've we, they they figured out that we've advanced we've advanced um the uh, uh, yeast evolution like through something like 40 million years yeah. through the last 2,000 years. That's through fermentation, through, because the yes, reproducing. Through selective fermentation, because we're, you know, most brewers. I like cheese, too, to cheeses. So, but, but yeah, had. had Bread, cheese, or no? Cheese has oh, yeah, definitely been advanced cultures. further because that's of humans, more, that's for that's sure. More bacteria. But, oh, <laughs> no, no, but yeah. I was just thinking, like, how, but, or so bread, though, right? Bread is probably yeah. one of the main sure. reasons why we've advanced that yeast culture. Not just, yeah, it's uh, a very domesticated culture, and by domesticated, I mean you select uh, based on w- its fermentative properties. So you 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 like that it, you know, for brewers yeast, you like that it finishes clean, or you like that it creates that banana ester. Yeah, so you and select. And I guess that. cheese not so much. Yeah, because cheese is it's yeah, that's a kind fungus. of a different thing. Yeah, but um, is it, there's no so so um, but, there, but I mean I guess I got you know both like live organism stuff, but probably bread, probably even. Bread. So what was what was uh, well, first? Was I mean, it? agriculture began like it began, but it was it blew up because of beer. People were growing barley, so civilization, you know, had a lot to do with that. Just you know, just agriculture and all that had to do with beer. Because I mean, sure, there were even bread and stuff that probably came from like oats. You know, the first beer, you know, was it sitting out at night or whatever? Yeah, this it had the spontaneous fermentation. Yes. They had it in like oh, the first beer was we're gonna feel good from drinking this. It's, it's speculated that you know some somebody in Sumerian culture left a a, a crock, you know, like a um, a yeah. ceramic vessel full of grain out in the rain. Yes, and then came back to it and it had fermented, and you can drink it, and you get messed up, and it's like hello. Yeah, let's keep this going. And let's yeah, let's what was that? It's let's been a party ever since. And so, and so the. The stuff. I mean, what I've read suggests that that may have even happened before grape ferment, wine fermentation. 
Wow. Well, like they're finding out about it because yeah. they'll they'll ferment yeah. on the you know like what's that fruit in Africa? Amarula? Like the yeah. elephants will eat. Yeah. They'll get yeah. all turned that's, up on yes. that. You know, yeah, that's that's a good point. That's fucking because awesome, <laughs> that'll just happen. <laughs> that naturally. could yeah that that was probably happening simultaneously. Yeah, for who knows? But um, that, that's sorry the, we just told anthropology. You, I just let you guys geek out. Like on that whole thing, you guys went. Yes, yeah, went, went too far. Let's bro. Take it back. Let's take it back. No, <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. No, so what's good up? Shit, though. So what are we tasting with with this beer right here? All right. Man? So this, yeah. What so this is um, a, a blend of, of golden sours. Um, this is all, um, you know, fermentation. So I taste a lot of apricot, maybe yeah. a little bit of peach in here. Like and there's no peach. fruit in this. There's no fruit in this wow, beer, and man. it's 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 grippingly sour. It's 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 tart, um, but uh, it has a nice nose of like. That's so cool that some, you can like, get so much that, fruit flavor from something that has no fruit in it, man. So it's, yeah. Um, well, it, Half that's, of ice is a banana, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for an yeah, example. Right. You yeah. know. So these point. are just mixed cultures that I've been I've been growing up, sometimes from bottle drags or, um, you know, I've selected a lot of um, mixed cultures from, you know, choosing, like, I want this strain of bread and I want to pair it with this strain of PDO or what have you. And, and so, um, so that's what I do. I try to create as much cellar variation as I can. Uh, through different organisms, you know, through using different microbes, and then um, and then blend, <laughs> so cool. blend based on taste. Like so, these two vessels <laughs> both tasted very much of peach and apricot. So I blended them together to 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 drive toward that point, and I think we got there. Dude, and you said you had a fucking a hard out at, at four thirty. I, right? I I can go maybe yeah five more minutes. Right on, man. So <laughs> I'll leave this. You, I'll leave this barrel project for you guys to try. Okay. This and, is. Um, this was a uh, a Cabernet Franc barrel that I, that that me and and some some homebrew guys uh, sourced um, from Amagoni. Uh, I I put to, and so I I'll, I'll give I'll give a shout out. David Schumacher brought us all together, and then I spearheaded the actual um, club. But uh, yeah, we we did a barrel project. Some sour. Some people interested in sours. Um, I chose the barrel. I you know I, I chose what uh, you know base recipe we wanted to do. Um, and then uh, chose what uh, microbes went in, and then we held a, a, a bottle share where we all we I mean we had like forty bottles, and and some of them made the cut, some of them didn't, and uh, went into this barrel, and uh, this was in my basement, and uh, for like uh, nine That's months or so, and, yeah. And so I bring it to you. There are some other guys out there that that have beer from this barrel. Um, I bottle reconditioned mine. I don't know if anybody else did, but I will be. Um, almost exclusively bottle conditioning um, and bottle refermenting beers like this at the brewery because I believe it adds so much more depth. So any any last thoughts on or on information on City Barrel? City Barrel, look for us to open by the end of the year. Um, again, East Crossroads. Um, we're gonna, man, we're gonna we're gonna do our best to 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 do good beers um, and and make an environment that's a lot of fun. It's a really, you know, it's about it's about creating an experience for us. And uh, Nanofest, are you going to be there? Yeah, uh, I won't, but uh, my partners uh, James and Joe will be there. They're going to pour. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a preview. We're going to pour um, a uh, a long aged uh, mixed culture golden sour uh, called uh, Transition. We'll we'll pour um, a New England style, um, you know, juicy hazy IPA. Um, that I'm pretty oh, proud of. Oh, shit. Yeah. Get everybody we all a, excited. A West Coast style IPA, uh, this, uh, this happiness, this uh, Brett beer, and then uh, all that maybe, maybe a kettle sour, maybe not. Right on. And you know I'll, I'll be there for the first time. I'm going to go down there. Man. Oh, you're going to go? Yeah. All right. Shoo, shoo. Uh, I poked that bear for you last year, man. I know. I was telling those. Why didn't I? I don't know why I didn't on that time. I was tell- You had another. There was oh, another yeah, there was festival else. that same day. Yeah, it was Pig, pig and Swig, I think. or, or um, Westport Summer Ale Festival. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I'll be down there this time. Cool, man. So um, I'm going to whoop some ass. Yeah, go check out City Barrel. Be ready. <laughs> You're going to yeah. go beat some people up there. That's why I've been <laughs> training, dude. Nice. I'm cool past that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. Nice. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to do it. Uh, like, I don't know with you. <laughs> Are you going to be down there? No, probably not. I've had. I don't do you, know, yeah, you've had your fill of festivals. Yeah, it's I mean, a, it's a, it becomes a grind out there. You it guys. does. Yeah, that sucks, man. That's one of the unfortunate parts of your guys' job that you get made. I mean. 
I can only do a couple of them a year myself, and I get over yeah. just being a participant. Or if I have to interview people, but yeah, man, that's a I'm, fucking grind. I'm fine with doing it, you know, here and there. Like you know, we'll do a handful of them. Uh, but yeah, you know, what's my old job on this ballast point? I was doing all of them. It was. Are you going to be at KC Beer Fest? I've seen um, Shelton Brothers there in the past. The KC Beer Fest, the one that probably yeah, the saucer puts on. Yes, he yeah, he'll put that stuff out, but before he even like talks to anybody. He, you know, like he puts the the event out or we're on Facebook yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Okay. I, I love that it. one. There's yeah, some of them that fun. I really like. I like Parkville. I like Parkville was fun. Beer this Bear. year was great with the weather. Were you there? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't oh. make it. Damn. The one the year. year. Yeah, the one yeah. year the weather's good. <laughs> the it was like year, perfect yeah. out. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually it's just torrential <laughs> rain. Just sludge. Know, right? It's the worst. <laughs> yeah. But it's still fun. You know. Yeah. It was really cool this year. Yeah. But then the the lines were super crazy and you know we did a podcast in there i'm sure you guys listened yep. to it it was probably no <laughs> well right on i listened man. to it i was very impressed with myself uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to go back and listen to it. I'm, I'm, no. I'm not caught up but uh Everybody, i've listened to most of your podcast no and it, a lot of i seriously a lot of ridiculousness i don't even, i've i feel bad because some of my friends <laughs> they, they'll look at me and they'll be like bro i'm sorry man that's like the first thing they tell me i haven't i haven't listened my like, dude, I, I seriously, it's it's not. See, a big I'm gonna deal, flip you know it on I mean? you and say you son of a like you're making me listen to like I've waited through some bullshit. Well, you gotta listen to, <laughs> to this to listen one. to you. No, I'm just I'm kidding. Waiting, right? I'm busting your balls <laughs> again. No, I'm busting. <laughs> I, I do I do enjoy your podcast. Yeah. I think you're really um, growing into your craft, and I'm I'm really proud of you, and and uh, can't wait to see what the future holds. Everybody loves you, Riven. Well, <laughs> no, I, I like your uh, your opening intro. Can is, you do that again? One more cool. time, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> you gotta we gotta record yeah, it. Yeah, he's gonna isolate that. <laughs> I'll, I'll just repeat it. You know, I'll edit that shit. I'll just make sure, it yeah. sound like he said it twice. Yeah. No, but um, <laughs> so I'll throughout this, this whole thing. episode because <laughs> this satisfies, I think, uh, you know, people that are more balls deep in the beer than, you know, than some of my other – because, man, you guys, you know, have a way uh, more in-depth perspective, and you guys have been in it, and I appreciate that you guys even talk to me about that. And I always feel like I learn something every time. I do learn something every time I talk to Grant on these podcasts, man. Like, he hits me with some shit. Last time we were doing some cryogenic hops bullshit. Yeah, now I'm hops. doing some, some cold, <laughs> uh, what was it, cold shit. We're doing cold shit. Cool, cool ship. Cool. Oh, oh, cool yeah, ship. Man. <laughs> if we ask you next it's time what a yeah, cold shit is. Cold shit. I want that cold <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I'm just messing around. But no, nah, man, some really cool shit, and and I'm excited to see, you know, what's gonna happen when this city barrel shit drops, man. It's gonna be super awesome, and I love that we have Shelton Brothers here now, and all the cool beers that they got, and and that we're seeing distributed in Kansas City's on the cusp of taking another st- step forward into the this whole beer world, man. And hey, I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks a yeah, lot, bro. Thank Thanks you. for having me here. I'm, I just got a little bit cold in here, man. It's, it's cold yeah, in the warehouse. It is cool in the warehouse. I'm going to keep the beer cool, you know. Yeah. yeah. Good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts? You guys good? Uh, no, I just want to thank you guys for coming out, you know. It's great. Having a fun time. It's always it's always a blast. But. Where are some of the spots that they could find some of your beers? Is there any specific Ooh, ones that they should don't get? don't mention up? somebody. Oh, then never mind. Yeah, I know. That's, man, they can't, this is why play. you don't get distributors on You know what? It's what you do. Is you go to your you local liquor store. store. If they don't have something, yeah. ask them to ask bring it, yeah. whatever it is from Shelton Brothers. Right on. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm going to poop right there. Yeah, i got to be a politician on that, you know? Name some of your better accounts and some of your shitty accounts. That's right. Come on. Come on. No. Right on, guys. They're all my best accounts. <laughs> That's right. They're all number one. <laughs> yes. Right on, guys. And we just turned into a pumpkin. I would usually say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey.